Welcome to the Real Turf Techs Podcast for the technician that wants to get real. Follow along as we talk to industry professionals and address hot topics that we all face. Along the way, we'll learn tips and tricks. I'm your host, Trent Manning. Let's have some fun. Welcome to the Real Turf Techs Podcast, Episode 42. Today we're talking to Justin King, mechanic at Jamestown Park Golf Course in Jamestown, North Carolina. Jamestown is an 18-hole municipal course. Justin is the sole mechanic in his shop and manages a fleet of mostly Jacobson equipment with some Toro mixed in. Let's talk to Justin. Welcome, Justin, to the Real Turf Techs Podcast. How you doing today? Pretty good, Trent. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for, for coming on. We were talking a little bit before we got started here, all the crazy stuff going on in the WhatsApp group about real theory, and we got uh, Mike Rollins all fired, but dude, he's something else. High level of energy. Oh, yeah. We'll get straight yeah. to it. Tell us how you got into the turf industry. You know, I just um, kind of got into all this about a month ago, but I really enjoy listening to how people get into the industry. Everyone has a unique path. So I guess mine starts, I don't really have a formal background, I guess. I had a Jeep back in my senior year of high school. And I just kind of started working on that myself. What really started it, it, I got a cheap lift kit for it. Called up a local shop and wanted to know how much it would be to get it in stone. Mm-hmm. And he the price, he said, it was going to end up being more than what I paid for the lift. And I said, well, I th- I'll figure it out myself. So that's kind of where it started. You know, words were spoken that weekend, mm-hmm. but that's what kind of started it all. That was up in Michigan. So we moved down to North Carolina after I graduated high school. And so my mom got relocated. So I just, I was set to go to college up there, but just decided it was a good opportunity to get away from the snow. Mm-hmm. And so I was just working in uh, restaurants really. I started college and so I was just working at restaurants and I was actually working at an Applebee's and right across the street, there was a tire shop and I was in there one day and the guy asked if I was looking for a job and I said, I'll I'll go for it. Why not? So I applied and like every week I was in there like, Hey, you know, what, what's going on? Do you have any openings? It was like a year of me bugging them. And they finally (laughs) gave me an interview and brought me in just as a like the lube guy, you know, I did inventory and stocking and the oil change here and there, sweeping the floors. And eventually they started sending me to some classes. I went to the NC state inspection school. So I became a state inspector. They sent me to alignment school. So eventually, again, I started bugging them about moving me up the flat rate. And I'd only been doing it for maybe a year. And that was a big mistake. Uh, I was absolutely not ready for flat rate. So went through that for a while. And eventually I just, I wasn't, wasn't making that good of money and you know, no one to blame, but myself, I should have known better. So then I was like, I got to find something else. So I kind of, I just left, I got a job at a local municipality, just on a landscaping crew. And so started there, I was cutting grass, moved around a little bit, like within the department. 
and they moved me to the ball field crew. So I guess that's where the turf comes in. I was working on ball fields and painting lines and doing stuff like that. So I got a little bit of operating time in there doing that. And uh, then I think I was there for two years uh, doing that landscaping kind of stuff. And a job opened up at a golf course within the same municipality. And so I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And I think it was like the, the day or two before the, the job closed, my wife at, at the time we were just dating, but she kept pushing me to go for it. Like, you know, just try for it, try for it. And then there was a guy at work too. And he said, just go for it. I mean, why not? What do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. So I went for it. I think it was a couple of weeks later, I got an email from the superintendent saying that he wanted to give me an interview. And, um, I was freaking out. I was like, I, I'm not ready for this. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't turned a wrench in a long time. And especially, you know, I, I read a little bit about golf course mechanics and I just knew that reels were huge. I didn't know anything about them, but I knew that they were big. And so uh, I got the interview all set up and I went home and downloaded the Toro. It was a big, thick packet, mm-hmm. like Toro theory. And I read that front to back within like a week. And I was going over it like the night before the interview. I had a whole suit picked out and everything. And he gave me a chance. I went through the interview and, and I was honest with him. You know, I told him, here's what I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about small engines, about diesel, about reels. And I said, but, you know, here's what I do know. And I think it can transfer. So he took a chance on me and that was great. So I started in the shop there and right about the same time, I think it was a couple of weeks later. Um, so that municipality had two golf courses. Both were hired. So the mechanic to the other course got hired a couple weeks later and he had some experience. And so once he started, kind of just spent a little more time with him. His shop is where the grinders were. So I had to take all of our reels over to his shop to grind, which ended up being about the best thing because he was almost always there anytime I had a question. And he, for the, for the three years that I was at that shop, he, I don't know where my career would be now with it weren't for him. He's, he's just a a wealth of information and knowledge. So kind of the same thing, the course I'm at now, Jamestown, another municipal course, Uh, the job opened up and same thing. I was like, I've only been doing this for three years now. I don't have any business trying to move. It was like deja vu, you know, my wife. And, and coworkers and, and friends and family, they all kept telling me, why not? You know, mm-hmm. what do you have to look? So went for that and long story short, then got the job there. And I've been at this course now for eight or nine months. Okay. So, so looking back on those three years where you were really green, how much did you learn? You learned a lot, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. A lot, a lot just between within the group where I was talking about, just dive right in. And it's not really, it's becoming me, but it never was. You know, I was always really cautious about diving in. I would always try to get as much information on something as possible before I, I got into it. But um, I'm starting to find now that just getting right into it kind of is the best way, especially in this industry when you're not flat rate. You know, you, you, a lot of times you've got, more time to 
dig into things and, and kind of figure it out for yourself. Whereas, you know, a flat rate, if you don't know how to do it, it's going to the next guy. Right, right, right. So. And that's one thing I've always enjoyed about this industry. And that's what I told a lot of people is I get paid to learn. You know, I might not know how this works or operates or whatever, but I'm going to tear it all apart and hopefully I can put it back together. But like what you were talking about, it's not always bad <laughs> to do a little research sometimes because I have got myself into trouble tearing something apart. Oh, yeah. It's like, e shouldn't have yeah. done that. This ain't, this ain't going back together. Yeah, there's definitely a, a, a balance, I guess. There, right, there was, right. There was once I, I almost tore into the, the rear end of a Toro 4500. That would have been a big mistake. It ended up being... I think what it was, was in one of the hydraulic manifold boxes. All it was, was just a plastic washer piece broke off and, and it wouldn't go into reverse. And here I am automatically thinking it's uh, rear yeah, end. Yeah. Uh, and so luckily another great resource I learned a lot from STI, mm-hmm. you know, the mobile service guys, they're great. As are most of the distributors, you know, they've, they've got a pretty solid backing. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that was one thing when I did work for a distributor, the amount of training we got, you know, and I worked for a Toro distributor too, just like STI, but the training we got from Toro was really good. And most of all of it was online at the time. And this was whatever, 12 years ago. And you could learn as much as you want to learn, you know, right. How much time you wanted to spend in front of the computer, learning stuff you could. And I mean, I learned more there than I did at the golf course for the most part. Oh yeah. Kind of walk us through your daily shop routine. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting there. I guess even after eight or nine months, it feels like it's like I'm settled in, but it just still hasn't been enough time to get that daily routine down. I mean, normally I just kind of come in and, you know, I'll kind of meet, just figure out what's going on for the day guys go off i make sure all the reels are whatever's going out you know just make sure that it's good to go and then just kind of see what the superintendent's got going on and what i've got going on and then i think like everyone talks about you know from there anything could happen right 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 yeah yeah 95 percent of our day usually comes to us yeah yeah you know five minutes after start time (laughs) yeah i mean uh, it's Every day I'm trying to kind of get to that point where I have a, a solid routine. And, you know, I think things are always changing a little bit. Like, oh, I could start doing this, I could start doing that. But I feel like th- this next year is when I'll really kind of plant my feet in the ground and have a more of a solid plan. Right, right, right. How was the shop pretty organized when you got there? Or? I changed a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was really nice. Kind of make it my own. I mean, I moved a lot of stuff around just to kind of yeah. make it, it's kind of a small shop. And so I, I reorganized it to where um, I could kind of maximize my space. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's something to be said, no matter who was there before, we just do things different and we yeah. might want to organize different. And for the superintendents listening, we want that freedom to be able to set this up the way it needs to be set up to make us most efficient. Exactly. You could have two guys and both of them work really efficiently. They get the job done in the same amount of time, but the way they get there is completely different. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so and a- I mean, a short story. So Howard Horn, he's one of my 
dear friends and one of the great technicians that I know. And somebody was telling me, I don't remember, it was a superintendent too, says, oh, Howard does this. And I said, I'm not as good as Howard. I don't do that. <laughs> and, you know, and I wouldn't bash it on Howard, but I don't, and it was something like he, all his single cylinders, he pulls them apart, decarbonizes the head every winter or something. And I'm like, no, I'm not as good a mechanic as Howard. I got better things to do than that. But then, I mean, it's awesome that he's doing that, but that's, you know, that's not something I put at top priority. You know, if it needed to be done, it needed to be done, but preventative wise, and obviously it ain't going to hurt me to, to do something like that, but I'd rather spend my time doing something else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think that's touched on a lot here too, that, you know, there's a a lot of stuff that all of us wish we could do, but Mm -hmm. as some kind of constraint, you know, there's something that we can't do that somebody else can, but vice versa. So, right. Do you relief grind? I do not. I just don't have the means to right mm-hmm. now. The more I learn, the more I want to. Especially now, I just got done. Well, those the the pictures I sent in the, the WhatsApp group today, the new three twenty two reels. I can already see the difference that you know coming brand new. They they have the relief in it and grinding those in. I mean, it was quick. Mm-hmm. I was in feeding, you know, a lot faster than I was on the reels without a relief. So I can definitely see the benefit. It's just a matter of figuring out how to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Tell us something you fabricated lately. Nothing too crazy. I'm not the, I'm not the best welder, but I think the most recent thing, I think I put it on my Twitter was I retrofitted that water cart. It was a frame. I didn't really do much with the frame except repaint it, but I put a piece of plywood on top. And put on an electric hose reel. Okay. Yep. So that was kind of fun. Just figuring out how to run the wires on that and just kind of make it work. Turn it from a, a manual hose reel to a, an electric one. That was kind of fun. I went to Academy and they've got this, I guess it's like a marine battery case. You know, you hook the, put the battery inside and, and hook it up that way. And then it's got posts on the outside. So charging it is a breeze. You just hook up the uh, alligator clips to those posts and charge it daily. Okay. And every awesome. So that was kind of fun. I made rear roller scrapers for the uh, 322 cutting units. That was, I mean, that's simple. That was, I think it was just a one eighth inch bar stock cut down the length, drill the holes out and then file it out a little bit to make some adjustment room. And those turned out pretty good, a lot cheaper. Too. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, I mean, if you look at it, the amount of money we can save the golf club with just simple little fabrication projects like that. I mean, we pay for ourselves pretty quick. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't take too many of those projects and they add up and not just the project, but you know, the labor savings on the guy not having to manually wind his hose back up every time, you know, and all that stuff. Right. So the right. ROI is pretty good on all that stuff. What's your favorite tool and why? Oh man, I've thought about this for a long time. And, uh, I keep coming back to, I don't know if anyone else has, has said this one or not, but my box, you know, you, you always hear about, especially over in automotive, well, the box doesn't make you money. The tools do. And my box is my hub. You know, I mm-hmm. walk into the shop mornings and that's, 
that's my office, really. My, you know, I go to my box. That's where my computer's at. That's where all my notes are at. That's where my files are. Everything is in my box, and I'm pretty meticulous. I, I pride myself in how organized my box is, mm-hmm. and I can. There's, there's a lot to, to say for just walking up and knowing exactly where everything's at, instead of having to fumble around or you know, where's my ten millimeter? Where's, where's this? Where's that? Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's. You open the drawer and everything's right there and it's just efficient. I mean, it, I think that's the, the biggest time saver is having organized tools. Oh yeah. It's huge. And like with my operations, I got my own box just cause I'm kind of like you. I like having my stuff or whatever. Right. And we got a shop box and the guys use the shop box and nothing. But every time I need a tool, I'm going to my box. I don't go to the shop box. Now there's occasionally, there might be a couple of things in the shop box that I don't have, you know, my toolbox and yeah, I'll use it. But if I'm grabbing a wrench or a socket or something like that, I'm going to my box cause I know exactly where it is. And right. I know nobody took it and didn't put it back unless it yep, was me. Exactly. Yeah. Which yeah I, so I've been it, guilty. I've done that before, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have to, but it's easier to retrace your steps. Like, you know, if you're the one who lost it, you can, okay, well. Where was I at? In it, but exactly. You don't lost it. You might never find it. I like that one. Yep. That one has not been said as far as I remember, but I think that's a good one. I guess if I had to, if I had to pick a, a, a tool tool, I don't use it a lot, but when I do need it, man, it comes in handy. You know, the, uh, the snap on PWZ pliers, I think Baco makes them, but they're, I don't even know what you classify it as kind of like a maybe just a big pipe wrench, but there has not been one thing that that wrench couldn't grip. It, is it like an adjustable pipe wrench? Yeah. We're going to pause the, yeah, cause I got to see this. Yes. I know. I got, I got a pair of those. I love them. I mean, they're, they're invaluable. So PWZ snap on pliers and they're kind of like a pop wrench, but yeah, a lot different. They are. Yeah. Because it's like what, so, so you do have one. Yeah. 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 Um, yep. I got, like I got a big one and a small one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've just got the one I've got the PWZ two, but that, you know, that bottom handle, I don't know what it is the way it flexes. I mean, it just mm. it's like, it doesn't work for you. You don't really have to grip it hard at all. And that thing just grabs. Yeah. And it seems like the harder you push on it, the better it grips. Yep. Yep. So, They're great yeah. for alignment. Yeah. Like stuck high rods. Man. Yeah. No, that's a good tool. I like that one. That one's good. All right. What do you do to relax or find your balance? Really anything outdoors. I love to hike. I've actually got a group of guys that hike with that supposed to be monthly, but you know how life is. It's really mm-hmm. about every other five months we go, but my wife and I hike sometimes and my mom really my whole most of my family loves to to be outside and hike do stuff like that i've recently gotten back into running that's a big stress reliever for me i'm working out i sold it at the beginning of this year because i just never had time to take it out but i used to have a a fishing kayak that i love to take out okay yep but living in an apartment you know it's just there's nowhere to put it and so Mm -hmm. i think once once the housing market kind of stabilizes, maybe my wife and I can get a house and I can buy another kayak. There you go. That'd be good. Do you prefer river fishing, lake fishing? I've never 
never took it to a, a river. I've only ever been in lakes and honestly, I've never, I've never really had any luck catching any fish on the kayak. It's kind of like, uh, what's the saying, you know, a bad day fishing is better than a good day of work. You know, oh, if you yeah. don't catch, just be it out there. Sometimes I just set the anchor and float. There you so. go. Nothing wrong with that. And you're right. Much rather be on the water any day of the week. Than oh yeah. The shop. What's the strangest thing you've seen at work? Yeah. I've thought a long time about this one too. And I just keep coming back to one thing. And so I don't know, it's not exactly golf course related, but it happened when I was working at the last golf course. So at the last course, the other mechanic and I, and then another mechanic from a different department, we kind of tag teamed up on, um, some other like specialty equipment that the, the municipality had. So that was anything from, you know, we worked on boats to like rides, tennis court equipment and campground equipment, all kinds of stuff. But there was a train that they had at one of the, one of the other parks. And it was just a big chance manufacturing makes it. They do a lot of like carnival rides and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's big people mover steam engine with a Kubota gas engine. They called us over there one day because it was making a funny noise. So we got over there looking at it, trying to figure it out. And we, and we eventually got underneath of it on the tracks, the, the solid, I mean, this, the frame on these train trucks are like two inches thick. And what happened was it was driving around and the bolt snapped that held up. It was like a support that held part of the. I'd have to look back at the pictures and see exactly how it was, but long story short, the drive shaft came down and it was just grinding through that frame. And it only had about a eighth of an inch left before it would have frame. And we were like, how, how did it get this far along? And nobody noticed it. Like, I mean, it, I, I wouldn't think that a drive shaft could just burn through a frame like that in any short amount of time without making any sound. Yeah. That, that's the, the real head scratcher there, but. That was probably the craziest thing I've seen. What is one of your pet peeves around the shop? I'll preface this by saying this, it's a pet peeve. I think a lot of guys will probably agree, but it's no one's fault. It just kind of happens. It always seems like, you know, you've got this one thing that, you know, you need to get done and, you know, you get all your ducks in a row. Everything's taken care of everything's working fine. You're like, all right, I've got this, this day dedicated to this and half an hour later somebody walks in and says i need you to come look at this and it ends up being something that just ruins the entire day mm-hmm. again you know it's nobody's fault it's a part of the industry and it always will be but man it's still annoying <laughs> that's uh that's murphy's fault we'll blame that yep. on murphy exactly what would be your dream job or opportunity well i mean i know it's a common answer but this I unexpectedly just kind of fell in love with the industry you know it never planned on it going that way but it did and I can't see myself really ever leaving I guess an unrealistic dream job I'd always kind of wanted to be a forest ranger just Mm -hmm. going deep out in the woods and doing whatever I always thought kind of cool but I looked into it you know, years ago. And that's, that's a tough job. I mean, you really have to give up a lot to do something like that. So, 
So I gave up on that, but in a perfect world where I could have everything, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. What do you know now you wish you'd known on day one? Resources. You know, going back to my first three years, I learned a lot, a lot. I mean, like I said, I don't know, without the mechanic that I worked with, I don't know where I'd be now. But the resources, you know, that's, that's partly my fault. I'm pretty stubborn. I don't like reaching out too much, but just since I've found, you know, the, the real turf text podcast and the, the WhatsApp group and, and just going down to the show, you know, last month, they really opened up my eyes to, to kind of break through my own head, I guess that, you know, I've, I've been holding myself back by not seeking out these resources. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wonder, I wonder now where I'd be, you know, with everything I learned then, but also letting go of a little bit of my pride and seeking some of that other stuff out. Yeah. I think that makes great sense. And I think like going to the Carolina show and meeting other people and getting a little bit of a relationship going or a little report, just makes it easier to make a phone call or, right. you know, to talk to somebody else. And I was thinking about my days working for the Toro distributor. You know, I would have guys calling me all the time, you know, asking me about this or that or whatever. And if I didn't know the answer or couldn't help them, I might know somebody that could. So those road techs are really strong guys. Whether they know the answer or not, they know, you know, Billy Bob down the road, he's got this same machine and he's been struggling with it and he got it figured out. Yeah. Give him a call. And then, then you have that connection too. So you call Billy Bob and the guy at STI told me to call you and asked you about this. And everybody I've met in this industry is willing to help. That's, Absolutely. that's one thing that I love about it. And honestly, I, I can't really think of anybody I've ever met that looks down on somebody for asking a question. And just yeah. like, you know, the old saying, there's no dumb questions except the one that you didn't ask. Right. Exactly. So. No, I completely agree. And also just, I guess, being in situations where maybe you don't even plan on like, okay, going to the, the show, I guess it was only my second time and not knowing too many people at the show, you know, I, I, I went there knowing I was going to learn. I was going to take these classes. I was going to do one of the certifications. But it's like every night, you know, you just, you put yourself in the, in the crowds of people and it's amazing how things happen. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I kept meeting people down there at the show. And then the, the turning point was when you, on on the last day on Wednesday, when you got up there and spoke and I don't even remember what it was, but I was just like, yeah, no, this is it. And, you know, within 30 minutes after you talked, I joined Twitter. You know, I went back to the show and I was on it then. I guess that was kind of what opened my eyes there really to know everything that's out there. Now, all I want to do is I'm still green, I feel like, but I just want to do more. I want to get to the point where I can help people. I want to be, you know, that guy. That's awesome. That is so good to hear. And I promise Justin is not getting paid to say any of this. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting the same check. All the other listeners got. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or all the other guests got. No, thank you for saying that though. And that does mean a lot. 
And I mean, honestly, when I'm standing up there talking, I'm thinking these guys, their eyes are, are glazed after <laughs> and they're ready to take a nap, but I'm just going to keep talking. But if it gets to one person, it's worth the talk. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. I, I did my job. Get ready for tips and tricks. What are some of the latest tips and tricks you want to share? Something that you've found, you use, or? Well, again, I guess going back to being kind of green, I feel like I don't have any, you know, crazy tips that people are going to go nuts over. But recently I was back to when I was retrofitting that water cart. I ran the wires underneath the board and I was trying to figure out a way to you know, kind of tidy it up so they weren't just hanging down there. But being it was just a metal frame and a board, I had nowhere to kind of fasten them to. So I was walking around the shop, going through little bins, seeing if I could find anything. And finally, I thought, you know, why not take wire ring terminals and just kind of use some existing bolts from the frame, put those up there. And then at that point, you know, I could put all the wiring up flush to the bottom of the board and keep it tucked out of the way and it's been holding up great so a little unconventional use of a wiring terminal yeah yeah, yeah. no that's cool you shared that on twitter right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no that, yeah that was a good one that i hadn't seen it before that's awesome i think it's kind of limited but i mean it might help somebody someday there again if it helps one person at one time in their career it was worth it yeah yeah that's true so we, we keep the bar real low around here at Real Turf Tech. <laughs> low as we can. I guess beyond that, kind of getting away from just the mechanics of it. I'm a firm believer that you got to take care of yourself too. I mean, not, you know, obviously in all aspects, mentally, physically. I don't know. I know, I know I've heard, you know, a lot of guys like, ah, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not wearing gloves. I'm not. But I just think that, you know, Hurt me personally and like grinding reels, for example, you know, that dust gets in it. And this actually, I picked up from the mechanic that I learned pretty much everything from at my last job, you know, he would always wear a dust mask grinding. And uh, so I just started wearing one thinking, well, you know, I'll keep some of that stuff out. And now I'm, I mean, I'm big on it. And, you know, I've noticed that wearing the right mask, you know, you don't get that black stuff up your nose and, mm -hmm. you know, whatever gets up your nose gets in your lungs. Right, right. And. I want to be doing this for a long time. So anything I can do to, to keep my health up, I'm going to try to do. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think just taking care of yourself, that's a, that's a big one. And I, I say this, I need to take my own advice a lot too, but you know, there's, there's days that you can't even, my, my hands are just covered in oil and grease mm. and dirt. And, right. Now we've all been there, but we know what we need to be doing and that is important. We just need to do it. And. Stop making excuses for whatever, easier said than done. Yeah, whatever the reason is, but exactly right. Easier said than done. And the old adage of you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You know, you just get in the habit of doing things right. a certain way and you do it that way for so long, but we might need to check our pride at the door and put our gloves and our mask on and, and do all that fun stuff. That being said too, it seems like, I don't know, just everyone, no matter how long you've been in the industry, seems like, you know, they're ready to learn. If you've been in it for 30 years, it's like, 
you know, teach me something new. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Kind of well. And definitely the WhatsApp group, everybody in there is still wanting to learn and nobody's got it all figured out and we don't want to have it all figured out. No, because then life would be boring. Right. Then it'd be boring. Then I'd be doing something else if I ever figured it all out and I never will. Well, didn't you recently complete your, was it a bachelor's degree? Yeah. Just earlier this month, I graduated from UNC Greensboro with a degree in, um, environmental studies and, uh, you know, that, that's kind of going back to the, the whole forest ranger thing. You know, when I first started college, I wanted to do something outdoors. I didn't know what something. And so, you know, like I said, I was just kind of working, going from job to job, but eventually the road took me to, you know, the golf course. And I was about halfway through my degree. It took me a while. It took me eight years. Cause I was well, working. kudos to you though, for sticking it out and getting it done. Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, mean, that's, you, you could look at it both ways. Oh, it took me eight years, but you got it done. <laughs> okay. I appreciate I, I've been out yeah, of high, I mean, I've been out of high school for what almost 30 years. I ain't got it done. I owe a lot of it to, to my family and my wife. There were many times where, you know, I thought, especially once I was at the golf course, that's when I kind of started having the thoughts like, well, what if I don't need a college degree? What if I just stop? What if I just, you know, stop? That'd be even worse. Cause then with the money you have spent, then it's just gone. So, you know, everyone kind of kept encouraging me to do it. And I guess I, I came to terms with the, the fact that I probably won't ever use my degrees, but there's nothing wrong with that because. It'd be worse if, if, you know, I got out of the industry that I love to go do something else just because, Uh, so what I've come to realize is that after all that, you know, and that's easy to say now, cause I'm done. I don't have any more homework. I don't have to do anything, but I did learn a lot of cool stuff, you know, throughout college. There's a lot of classes that I couldn't tell you anything about too, but, but I did learn a lot and. That's all you can do is take the experiences that you have ended up with one way or the other. And there's always something you can take from it. And you know, a lot, especially I'm finding too, in in this industry, no matter what job you have on the golf course, a lot of things intersect. You know, I mean, golf course, golf courses are out there in the environment. And I know, I know the superintendents, there's not a lot I know exactly about what superintendents do. I know their job is really tough, but you know, there's a lot of things that they've got to do and keep up with to make sure they're compliant with all the environmental laws and everything. So I'm a firm believer now that no matter where you're at, things cross. You're never just going to have one job and stick to that. And so, and I'm not saying, you know, obviously college that's not the path, you know, you can get there doing anything, you, listening to podcasts, for example. <laughs> I mean, there's some great podcasts out there in any subject you can think of books and just listening to people talk and anything. So, so finally, after all that time, now I realize that any education is good education. There you go. Yeah. That's a great point. And just like we're talking about, we're trying to learn all the time. So even if it's, uh, YouTube video or reading a book or doing the EMCP through 
GCFAA, you know, anything. It just uh, hones our skill level. Yeah. And a lot of the skills we have are perishable and we need to, you know, stay up to date with those. And I've seen older guys in the industry, equipment managers that's been doing it 40 years and they didn't really keep up with the times. Right. And so they're not the top guy anymore because they didn't stay on top of it. So I think that's what a lot of us are trying to do is I don't want to get left behind. I don't mind everybody knowing more than, but I don't want to be too far behind. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially now it seems like it, in any industry, I mean, things are just progressing exponentially technology and it's crazy how fast things are changing. Yeah. I want to be the second guy working on the laser mower that comes out. <laughs> I don't want to be the first guy. <laughs> I don't mind being the second guy. That'll hurt a little bit worse than, than getting your finger caught in between a reel and a bed knife. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, tell the listeners how they get a hold of you. I'm on Twitter. My handle is Justin King 113. And I'm probably most active on that. That's probably the best way to find me. All right. Well, if you want to get a hold of Justin, Justin King 113. That's it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Justin, for coming on. I've really enjoyed this. And I love hearing the perspective from a younger person in the industry, too. Back when I had uh, Wyatt on, he was like, why would you want to have me on? I've only been doing this nine months. And <laughs> <laughs> that's my wider impersonation. And I love that dude. So I thought of him a little bit. But, uh, I mean, it's just so good to hear different perspectives, you know, and I don't think all the listeners want to hear from people that's been doing it 30 years. So I like the variety. I like changing it up and we get different ideas. Yeah. I appreciate it. I kind of had similar thoughts. I'm like, well, what, what can I contribute? But yeah, I mean, I listened to Wyatt's podcast and it was great. So I, I guess we can contribute something, you know, we might not have the depth, but I mean, I'd definitely love to get some younger guys into it. I don't know how, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the million dollar question, but we're trying and we're not going to give up. We're going to yeah. keep trying. We're going to get some kids coming up through the industry, boys and girls bringing on. Absolutely. And we're going to do anything we can to help them be successful. Absolutely. Well, thank you, sir. And we will talk to you in the WhatsApp group for sure. Yep. I'll, I'll send a GIF over that way. There you go. <laughs> Thanks again, Trent. Hope you enjoyed hearing from Justin. Always like talking to somebody uh, newer to the industry and how rewarding it is to help these guys grow and learn. And it's very impressive that Justin finished his degree. It might have took him a while, but that was some serious dedication to finish it out. And he mainly done it just because he likes to learn. So who can't respect that? I hope you all are learning something new each day. That's definitely something I will challenge you with as long as you're listening to this podcast. we got to be learning all the time. Until next time, see you, bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Real Turf Techs Podcast. I hope you learned something today. Don't forget to subscribe. 
If you have any topics you would like to discuss or you'd like to be a guest, find us on Twitter at Real Turf Text. See you bye.